listener. Happy holidays and welcome back to our last recording of the year as we end the holiday season. And we have a special one planned for you today. And I'm going to let Donnie tell you about it since it is a well-known movie. Yeah, thank you, Mara. Excited to talk about this uh, very classic film, but one of the oldest ones we've ever did from 1947, Miracle on 34th Street. It was written and directed by George Seaton, stars Maureen O'Hara, John Payne, Natalie Wood, and Edmund Gwynn. Plays us Chris Kringle. Uh, their department store, Santana, who is, uh, gets a lot of attention pay- played to him. This is one of the most famous movies, Christmas movies and famous movies of all time there was very well received. It won three Academy Awards uh, and McGuinn winning for Best Supporting Actor. It also won a Valentine Davies one for Best Writing Original Story and George Seaton Seaton one for Best Writing Screenplay. Sure why those were two different categories back then, but apparently that was how they operated. And it was also nominated for Best Picture, Losing to Gentleman's Agreement, was um, selected uh, for the National Film Registry in 2005, still shown on television uh, to this day all the time. Just an absolute classic. And uh, many, and what many don't realize is that this film um, also has a book version along with it too, if you want to dive into that, Mara. Yeah, so it was a novella written by Valentine Davis, but it was really based on the story he wrote for the film with the same name. So it's interesting that it seems like he wrote the screenplay and then kind of engineered it into a novel, into a novella. So they're kind of, I would say, almost like companions, which is interesting because usually it's just the book first. So yeah, it was, but it was a novella about, you know, 120 pages, pretty, pretty close. But I didn't realize that I told you this, that there are updated versions to it that are out there, too, that make it a little bit more, I guess, current than the 1947 version. But yeah, so it's the book, the short story. I really liked it when I listened to it because I, I, I actually listened to it, um, you know, book on book on record from the library, then <laughs> um, reading it. So it was interesting to listen to it was it was good quick quick listen hour and a half i think it was yeah i i did i did read the book there weren't too too many changes it kind of follows the same basic story same basic story and a lot of and i noticed when reading the book there's like direct lines from the film uh there so this one i'm excited to do because this is one of my all-time favorite uh, Christmas movies. Probably it's my second favorite of all time behind A Christmas Story, which we also have an episode episode on from 2021. Further back for there is just a classic, uh, classic film, and I always enjoy watching it every year. Yeah, and it's funny because I told you I listened to it, but I think I listened to an updated version because. I, for some reason, I I don't know, was I not looking close enough? But the (laughs) updated version that I listened to was like referencing somebody looking at their pager. And I'm like, um, (laughs) and then I had to go back and look. I'm like, I don't think there were pagers in 1947. So that was weird. And the store and the updated one was Kohl's. Yeah. And I was like, I was pretty sure this was Macy's. And then I thought maybe I just was wrong all these years. So (laughs) I obviously didn't listen to the original uh, 1947 version. And I just convinced myself that the movie was made later than I thought it was. Until I watched it last night, I'm like, well, then nobody here has pagers. (laughs) (laughs) So it was very, so it was a little bit, I felt like there were more differences only because I didn't realize I wasn't listening to the 1947 version. And when my husband would 
went to put the movie on last night. He said, well, which one do you want? I'm like, the one with Maureen O'Hara? And I didn't even realize there were many more updated versions of the movie. Yeah. So there, yeah. So uh, the way you describe described it, I think that falls more along with the 1984 remake uh, film, which they're like Richard Adam. Attenborough as Chris Kringle because I know I've seen that as well and it's it's a, it's pretty good like I don't like it as much as the original but it, it's a solid watch and it was in that one the, the store is called Kohl's not to be confused with like the actual Kohl's store because I remember seeing it and it, that one is uh, spelled C-O-L-E S. Also didn't know that when I was listening to it because I wasn't seeing it so I actually did think it was the K-O-H-L Kohl's <laughs> Oh, no. I, I had lots of misunderstandings here. Yeah. Well, that movie came out in 94, and I don't know, was Coles around then? I, I have know. no idea. I know. Listen, I, I have no clue, because I was thinking, really, were there pagers in 1947? Now I know there were not. <laughs> but the movie I did watch last night, and I have to be honest, it's not one of my favorites. I was like, I'm a little bored. So, you know, it's not one of my favorite movies. I do love Maureen O'Hara, and she was in one of my favorite movies of all time, which is The Parent Trap, not to be okay. confused with the parent trap that was remade. Oh, the original. Parent the trap. original parent trap <laughs> with Haley Mills playing the twins. Oh is probably one of the best movies and hysterical. <laughs> and if you've seen it, you will know that the remake is just not as good. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> you know, I think our kids, like my kids in that age group, love that one. But the original with Maureen O'Hara is just so good. <laughs> and that's, I love her, that movie. And when I saw her last night, I'm like, gosh, I love that movie. Yeah. And I really like her. Yeah. And she's, she's really good. And I, um, you know, I guess we disagree because I love, you know, this film, <laughs> this, this film there. And yeah, I can understand how some people may find it boring, but I don't. I just find the characters very interesting and endearing and i think you know edmund gwynn was fantastic and i think is the of the best portrayal of santa claus in a film that i that i know here's what got me in that movie i don't know if this is a 1940s thing i mean these people just left that little girl with random strangers like to go out like santa claus sitting by her bed the neighbors just she's over there i'm like this little girl is i mean too young to be out there with those strangers yeah well <laughs> i know it's a movie a different time and people were a lot more trusting back then i'm like no, no, this, this, this hasn't even been vetted. <laughs> like they need to, no, this is not happening. I was, I was yeah. like, okay, no, I don't like it. So the time, you know, but I did, I mean, the beginning I liked, the end got long for me. Oh, and I like felt, you didn't, you and didn't I felt like the, the mom, no, and I felt like mm -hmm. the mom came around quicker than I remember in the book. Like she came around quicker to he was Santa in the movie. I feel like she caught the error of her ways sooner. Mm, it's very interesting there. Um, it's funny with the court case, with the, the courtroom scenes, is I've actually like read about this and they said that it is not very legally accurate. <laughs> like lawyers have, you know, said, yeah, it wouldn't really be like, it wouldn't really shake out like that. Like he, um, uh, Mr. Gailey, who's played by John Payne and has, is the um, the lawyer in charge of defending Mr. Kringle, and he he I guess really didn't have to prove that he was Santa Claus. Uh, there just kind of had to prove that he wasn't um, you know mentally deficient and a, a threat <laughs> to the community or whatever. Uh, but but it's movie magic. 
Um, right. Very forgiving with movies. It, it's like, you are know? we expecting, you know, absolute court accuracy in a movie like that? No, no, I don't think so. But one thing I really liked about this is this, this film was kind of like a launching point for a lot of actors and act- actresses. Like, uh, obviously, Natalie Wood, she played mm-hmm. like a girl and she went on to be a major star and Rebel Without a Cause and that. And I've, I always en- enjoyed enjoyed her her films and um, among like older Hollywood actresses she's one of my favorites there so, and she was just very cute and precocious in this film but even in little role uh, there uh, one uh, one part one actress who pops up and she is not a household name but she is one of my favorite actresses of all time her name is Thelma Ritter who uh, was in All About Eve that we talked talked about in, in, in an episode uh, and she has and I believe this was her first role and was uncredited she played the mother of a young boy that is on Santa's lap and and Santa and Chris Crinkle tell tells uh, the mother that where she where she could find this particular toy not at Macy's but mm-hmm. at a, and that kind of becomes a catalyst for the plot moving forward because she is so impressed by this act of selflessness uh, that they don't care about making a profit they'll direct them to other other stores in the spirit of Christmas and that you know kicks off everything and he becomes this major figure in the store and all that so um yeah a small role it's only like that scene uh but very crit- critical and she went on to you know play in films like all about eve and rear window and pillow talk and uh the birdman of alcatraz and she had an amazing career was nominated for six oscars for mm-hmm. best including four in a row uh there and um Never won, which was a shame, but I, she's one of my favorite actresses ever. And I just like always love when she appears in films. She's a spitfire and hilarious and so good. Uh, I know devoting a lot of time to a rather small character, but I just love her. Yeah. I went down like the Natalie Woodhull then last night, like reading about Natalie Wood. I was like, okay. Let me see. Um, so yeah, she did have quite a, I think this was one of her first. She did something else smaller, I think. And then she did Miracle on 34th Street. So <clears throat> that was, you know, definitely a good career move that she did that one, that she did Miracle on 34th Street, which was probably more of her parents' decision than hers, but um, <laughs> it was still good. And, a, and another like small role played by someone who went on to have a lot of success was uh, the gentleman in the mail room. Jack Albertson, who you may recognize who many years later played Grandpa Joe in Willy Wonka and in the mm. 70s, Tom Chico and the Man and among many, many other films. And uh, I think is won an Oscar or something. Uh, he um, he also has a small but very significant part in helping to win the case for Chris Kringle and uh the lawyer, Mr. Gailey, he uh, because he's the one who finds the letter addressed uh, like from Natalie Wood's character, Susan and her mother, that is set to be delivered to the courthouse uh, there and then gets the idea to send all of their Santa Claus letters down to the courthouse. And that helps to prove uh, proves the case that he recognized as Santa, as Santa Claus by the federal government. 
Tamara, you said you kind of just found it bore- boring. Like, what- Yeah, it was a little like, eh, this is boring. <laughs> I was losing interest at the end. Oh. It just wasn't. It, it's just not the type of movie that I love. And I, I think I don't ever really watch this one, even when it's on, like all the time. I don't watch it because it's just not one of my favorites. And, oh. you know, I feel the same about It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> I just don't like old black and white. <laughs> I mean, we're very different, you and I. I don't really love black and white, old black and white movies. <laughs> it's just not my thing. Yeah. But I did like the little novella. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. good. You know, it was a good I, listen. Yeah. Um, I think like, the version that I've read, you know, closely followed uh, this film. Uh, there yeah and 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 my version when i read when i read it it was just very very similar uh the only um big differences uh were in the novella the character of alfred uh was completely eliminated Mm he he has another like Semi supporting role in the film, but excuse me, ha, who plays a big part because him and uh, Chris develop this friendship and they're eating lunch in the one scene. And uh, Alfred says that he's going, he's going to see therapists, Mr. Granville Sawyer. And the therapist tells him that because he's playing Santa and giving gifts to kids, that there must be a guilt complex that he's guilty of something that he did years ago and is trying to make up for it and it has Alfred feeling very unsure about himself and very down on his luck and Chris uh, gets very upset with this and confronts Mr. Sawyer and winds up knocking him on the head with his cane. No, not with his cane, with his umbrella that was there. Because I remember I always thought it was his cane and then I was watching the film last night and I see, you know, the scene after Alfred tells him this and Chris starts storming out of the the, cap, the food court, whatever. And I don't see him carrying his cane. I was like, oh, wait, he has to hit him. And then I guess the scene and he grabs an umbrella and hits him in the head too. Uh, there. And the one, but want to talk a little about Granville Sawyer, the the unscrupulous therapist. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He uh, is one of the most hateable characters in films. I said, you know, it is one thing, and this is like the kind of hill that I die on, that I'll die on. I think I mentioned this last year's episode on uh, It's a Wonderful Life that one thing I hate about Christmas time is when they refer to someone who doesn't have the Christmas spirit and they'll call them a Scrooge or a Grinch. And I'm like, well, both of those characters and their, you know, and their stories wind up seeing the error of their ways and improving. I was like, I think wor- much worse Christmas villains are Mr. Potter from It's a Wonderful Life and Granville Sawyer from um, <laughs> Barrack on 34th Street. He's just so smarmy and cocky and I like how he gets knocked on the head and really... It- is not a serious injury, but as you see, uh, as, um, as you see, um, Maureen O'Hara, her character, and and the the manager, Mr. Shell Hammer, running into the office, she he kind of fakes being knocked out. <laughs> uh, there is just so uh, just just like a rat of a character. I can't stand him. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Potter's a little worse. Uh, there, but oh, and Uncle Frank from Home Alone is a terrible Christmas villain. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, Home Alone is not based on a book, so I don't think we will have an episode no, on that. Probably Even not. It's a great film, <laughs> very funny. Well, anything um, else? No, no. I I guess I recommend both. You recommend one, three out of four. That's right. <laughs> do I guess math. so. 
Well, seventy-five percent recommendation for yeah. Well, thanks, Lister, for tuning into our last episode of the season of a real page turner of the year, and we wish you happy holidays for whichever you celebrate, and we will see you in twenty twenty four. And until then, keep reading and keep watching. <laughs>